Uh, as we've already heard from Eddie, our reading this morning is taken from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12. And if you'd like to follow in the Church Bibles, you'll find it on page 1139-1139. And we are reading from verse 9 to verse 13 in chapter 12. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Morning, morning. Good to see you. My name is Chris. If we haven't met before, it'd be lovely to meet you afterwards over a tea or coffee. Um, We're going to look at that passage uh, together. Let me pray for us as we start. Heavenly Father, we do live in unusual times, we know that. And in this time, we pray that you would speak to us uh, to change us by your Spirit so that we would honor the Lord Jesus Christ in these unusual times. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, So uh, the stats are pretty stark, you could say. Oh, there's a bit of a crackle there. Shall I just move that? How about... Oh, give us a minute. How about that? Is that any better? It is. Wow. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, uh, the stats are pretty stark, you could say, across the world. Um, As of yesterday, uh, 150,000 cases of coronavirus... Uh, 72,000 recovered so far. Uh, sadly, 5,500 deaths, and UK deaths have doubled in 24 hours. Uh, the stats are pretty stark. So what are we going to do? Um, our Prime Minister says many more families will lose loved ones. Um, uh, one TV presenter says this is war, probably a bit over the top, really, and I wonder what you think about that. But uh, even the more cautious scientists are saying, well, things are going to be different. This is going to change things for a while. Are we really ready? So whatever your take on it, the reality is pretty stark. So what are we going to do in this time? Well, our reading today, uh, Romans 12, verses 11 to 13... The Apostle Paul says this, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And if you're wondering, we planned this sermon series months ago, working through Romans chapter 12. But is it an accident that we're hearing these verses today? I really don't think so. 
Uh, this is going to be a, a time of testing in new ways as we look over the next few weeks and months of the year. Uh, testing for uh, the government, yes. Testing for the NHS, for schools, uh, for employees, uh, especially those who are perhaps not on contracts, uh, low-income families, that kind of thing. All sorts of a time of testing in new ways. But also for the church, for Christians, for Christian communities, a huge time of testing is going to be coming up. It's already here, we could say. What are we going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, uh, the readers of this letter, um, they were the Christians in Rome. This is 2,000 years ago. Uh, and the writer Paul has laid down something of a test uh, for them in these verses. Um, uh, well, it's just in verse 9, just earlier, and we heard it read, read earlier. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote this. He said to these Christians... Love must be sincere. Love must be sincere. That's really the kind of the headline uh, for this paragraph that we're in. So Christians in Rome, is your love real? Is it genuine? Is it a real thing? Love must be sincere. And I personally find that one of the toughest verses in the Bible. Love must be sincere. There is no way I can say that my love is always genuine, sincere. I can't say that. Well, here in verses 11 to 13, Paul kind of fleshes out more of what does sincere love look like. And the summary of his answer here is simply this. What is sincere love? Paul says, pursue other people's good. Pursue other people's good. Not your own good? No, no. Other people's good. Pursue that. Do it now. Do it today. Coronavirus is not a holiday from this. It's an opportunity to do it better. Pursue other people's good. If you are pursuing other people's good, uh, if you're actively seeking that out, out of love for them, love for Jesus, uh, if you're doing it in a way that isn't cheap to you, but comes at a cost, but you're prepared to take that, if you're pursuing other people's good, well, well, that's sincere love. Love must be sincere. Pursue other people's good. And let me suggest, these are just the right verses for our situation today. Just the right verses to listen from. Uh, Let's uh, uh, look a bit more closely at each of these three verses in turn. Uh, So just turn first of all to uh, verse 11. Paul, in summary, says, Paul says, be on the boil. Be on the boil. He says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Uh, Zeal means kind of eagerness, uh, dedication, doesn't it? Uh, And Paul literally here says, he says, uh, do not be lazy in zeal, but the literal phrase is, uh, be on the boil in spirit. Ah, that's an interesting phrase, a helpful image. In your spirit, inside, be on the boil, be bubbling up, be ready to get going, be ready to serve, that kind of thing. If you're a Christian, you know that, as we all know, that we we get tired. We get tired, of course we do. You know, uh, another early Sunday helping a children's group, that can be tiring. Another visit to your small group member who's had a fall, it's tiring. But Paul is saying, don't give up. Be on the boil. Keep going. Keep going. He says you're serving the Lord. That's the Lord Jesus. Jesus loves it when you put your energy into serving other people. 
Remember, that's what Jesus did for us. He suffered and was sacrificed as a willing sacrifice for our sin against God. That's what he did for us. So, so we serve others. Jesus loves that. He loves that. Be on the boil, Paul says. I think of um, my family friend's Auntie Catherine. Auntie Catherine, uh, into her 80s, she was uh, still giving people lifts to church in her car. Uh, a bit bumpy, but she got there. Um, and now she's lost much of her sight, actually. So she doesn't drive, but she phones people to organize other people giving lifts. To, she just keeps on going. And she's still part of her women's group and her widow's group. And Auntie Catherine, she's, she's on the boil. She just keeps on serving. And there are many here at St. John's like that too. And Jesus says, brilliant. Jesus loves that. Be on the boil. Keep going. I realize um, over the next weeks and maybe months, um, many of us uh, will probably have to uh, self-isolate for a while at some stage, quite, quite likely. And I've seen, maybe you have too, um, kind of articles in the papers saying, well, actually, this can be quite nice, really. Uh, you know, a lovely bit of enforced peace and quiet from a hectic life, perhaps. Uh, if you're not especially vulnerable, uh, you might be thinking, yeah, you know what, sounds quite attractive. You know, I've got books I want to read. I can get Netflix. Oh, lovely. I'm just going to bunker down. Now, it's true that regular rest is a part of healthy Christian living, of course. But, but if that's you, well, we've got to bear in mind that that's a very privileged position to be in, to not have worries with being isolated like that. But also, Paul is saying, he's saying, be on the boil. So don't take a holiday from pursuing other people's goods. There will be opportunities, even in self-isolation if it happens, and we'll think about uh, those kind of ideas later. Pursue other people's good. Be on the boil. Keep going. Keep doing it. Uh, Let's move on to uh, verse 12. Uh, Be on the boil. And with that, you could say, be on our knees. Be on our knees. Paul says, be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be faithful in prayer. Uh, So in affliction, i.e. kind of when the pressure is on, Christians are to constantly, prayerfully keep encouraging others in trusting Jesus. That's the Christian hope. Pursue that for each other. Keep going in that it's helpful to see that uh, patience here is definitely not about you know, just biding your time, just, just waiting for disaster to pass. You know, the virus is here, I'll border up my windows, just wake me up when it's gone, or cryogenically freeze me for six months, that kind of thing. It's not, no, no, no. Patience is not a passive thing, it's an, it's an active thing, actually. You know, when the pressure is on, persist, persevere, endure, keep going. Be patient. It's true, isn't it, that any Christian needs encouraging. We all have our pressures. And maybe for you with the virus, you, you know what? You'd love to say that you're not scared at all, but the truth is you are at least a bit, at least a bit. We can be honest about that. Uh, perhaps especially if you've got underlying health issues or, or you're more vulnerable in some way, but... Or maybe you live on your own and you're thinking, well, what is it going to be like if I have to stay isolated? Will will that be okay? How's that going to work? 
Or maybe it's not the virus at all, other things in life. And maybe, uh, yeah, I'm with church or still adjusting to the kind of extra service on Sunday mornings. I don't know, anything like that. Or maybe you're bereaving a loved one. Any Christian needs encouraging. And Paul is saying here that we have a, a shared role as a community of Christians here. Any two Christians should be able to say, I need you to encourage me, and you need me to encourage you. That's what Christian community is about. Uh, I was reading some reflections uh, by an English missionary who's in Naples, been in Naples for several years, um, building a church there, well, pastoring a church. And Italy, of course, you know, has been uh, hit very hard by the virus. I'll read kind of some of what he said. Uh, it's so easy to be gripped by fear, he says. It's easy to see the coronavirus everywhere I look. On the keyboard of my computer, in the air I breathe, in every physical contact around every corner, waiting to infect me. Are we panicking? Or perhaps this crisis is challenging us to react in a different way with faith and not fear. Faith not in the stars or in some unknown deity, rather faith in Jesus Christ, the good shepherd who is also the resurrection and the life. The virus, as anything else, brings, brings pressures. So what can we do as St. John's? What can we do in every kind of individual relationship kind of among us? We can be joyful together in the hope of Jesus. We can do that. We can help each other be patient. You know, how are you doing? Are you okay? Are you unsettled? Should we talk about that? We can be faithful in prayer together. Pray for health workers, authorities, of course. But pray for each other to trust Jesus in all of this. And pray for more people to believe the good news of Jesus in all of this. Faithful in prayer. Pursue other people's good in that kind of way. Uh, Finally, let's move on to verse 13. Verse 13. Here Paul is saying, uh, pursue other people's good by... Being on the lookout, be on the lookout. He says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. A couple of very simple instructions in a way, but with big implications. Christians are to constantly keep looking out for other people's needs and offer to help. That's what he's saying. And this doesn't come cheap. Uh, in fact, it is costly. It's going to be. The word share there. Uh, in Paul's letters, it's always about sharing money and other kind of real material resources. So that is going to put a hole in your pocket in some way. We'll have less for ourselves. It's costly, but Paul says, yeah, yeah, pursue it though. Keep going with it. Uh, notice also that, yes, share with the Christian community in needs. That's the Lord's people. But but not just with your friends. Uh, Practice hospitality, he says. I do want to say a little bit about this. Again, the word uh, practice doesn't mean kind of 
like I used to practice the piano, you know, once every year. It's not that kind of thing. It's a, um, it's a pursuing word. It's a go for it. Do it. Do it often. Pursue it. Do it a lot. Practice it. And hospitality, well, it's a funny one. And I wonder kind of how you'd kind of define hospitality instinctively. The Bible understands hospitality uh, not as having friends over, but as having strangers over. People you do not know. Uh, and in the church, in a church uh, this size, there will be church members we do not know. They're still strangers to us, you could say. Uh, we can have them around for uh, around our homes. We can spend time with each other. It doesn't have to be a meal, let alone a posh meal. Anything will do. It's fine. It's just about being together. That's how strangers become friends. In our home, our time together, you know, ah, that's, that's, you know, we know each other a bit more now. Paul says, pursue hospitality with strangers in the church, but do flow out wider than that as well. You know, strangers live all around us. Who can I, uh, we can be on the lookout. Who is my neighbor, literally? Who can I open my door to, literally? This is pursuing people's good. Strangers become friends who become people I can be kind to. That's the way it works. And Paul says this is normal Christian living. You know, it's definitely something that has been neglected in the West um, in recent times. But Paul says this is, this is normal. This is normal Christian living. Uh, our reaction might be, uh, of course, you know, hospitality in virus time might just be a bit unwise. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, do be wise with that. But I'd love to say, let's not get used to isolating ourselves. Let's feel the tension here. You know, I want to be on the lookout for others, but I've got to close those blasted doors. You know, let's feel the tension. Be on the lookout to share with others, share love, share time, share money, even share our homes. Uh, at the beginning, I asked, um, at this moment, uh, what should we be doing? What should we be doing? I hope these verses give us a real sense of how we must uh, move towards other people in the next weeks and months. And as a church, as Eddie said, we're going to keep reviewing our policies and what we do, and there'll be lots of decisions to make and uh, lots to keep praying about and thinking through. But in all of this, it would be so easy to just think of ourselves. Just think of me. My safety. Maybe my convenience, my comforts. Very easy to do that. Remember, Paul says, pursue other people's good. So Christians are to face not inwards on ourselves, but outwards. That's our direction. That's our impulse, outward to others. As I said earlier, there's a plenty uh, written on the internet by um, churches in cities and countries that have already been through quite a lot of this uh, just recently, and it's kind of really helpful to read their reflections on on that. And uh, you know, what can what can they teach us from their experience? What can we learn from them? Let me share with you uh, a few things. Uh, a pastor from Singapore, Lim, he said this. One of the distinct things that we wanted to affect 
was the atmosphere of the community in Singapore. At the onset of the outbreak, people acted in fear. In Singapore, panic buying took hold of many people. Healthcare workers were chased off public transport for fear that they had come into contact with outbreak patients. Highly discriminatory remarks were made against Chinese nationals. So we sent our people out to care, to be kind, and go the extra mile to help. He goes on to give examples, uh, reaching out to migrant workers unable to earn a living because of cancelled projects, and to taxi drivers badly affected by people staying at home. They made thousands of handmade notes to encourage healthcare workers, etc., etc. Lots of different things, creative ideas. Or suggestions from another article. Uh, each of us could uh, donate to a local organization that stands ready to help the helpless. Uh, like the food bank locally. Each of us could help, you know, check on one local elderly friend to offer a, a shopping run, if that would be a help to them, to get on the phone to them. Each of us could find ways to resist uh, fear-based racism in our daily conversations about the virus. That would be good. Each of us could daily pray for God to use our hands our feet, our words, our life to serve others. That's what Christians in Singapore are suggesting to us. These are things we could do. Not to make ourselves feel good, not to make ourselves look good, but to pursue good for others. Beyond the boil, beyond our knees together, and to be on the lookout. And that's what Jesus Christ calls us to do. To sacrifice our comfort, actually, because he sacrificed his life for us. He is the saviour we serve. He pursued us with unconditional love. He withheld nothing from us. So in light of that, we can pursue other people's good. Let me lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise you for your perfect goodness. And we are uh, sorry for the insincere love that we have so often for you and for the people around us. But we thank you that Jesus died for us and we thank you that your spirit changes us. Father, we ask that you would change our hearts in this season. That we would pursue other people's good to love them and to honour Jesus and to make him known in this time. And we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen.